0: Welcome to Awaken Life Radio, a podcast about being a spiritual being, having a human experience in a world gone mad. Each week, we will discuss how you can heal yourself, cultivate your intuitive superpowers, and be a sacred vessel for planetary healing. I am your host, Narayani Gaia. Hey, hey, everyone, welcome to another episode of Awaken Life Radio. Today, I am really excited to talk with my beloved colleague, Dinika Singhher, and we will be getting into topic here in just a moment. Dinika is another amazing woman who I met online who is a beautiful example of, Awakened Leadership. And I invited her because last year I decided to create, out of a need and request from the community, a program for children on um, meditation and mindfulness, out of a request for some time and also in response to all the homeschooling and the pandemic and stuff. And so I invited her because she is an expert in supporting families, parents, and children in conscious parenting. And so I'm going to do a thing I don't always do, which is kind of just read a little bio. Usually I just talk my own opinion, but I'm going to read a little bio out of respect for just the quality of experience that Dinica walks with is first and foremost the mother of two amazing boys ages 11 and nine. They've been her true teachers on this path of conscious parenting. Having been admitted to the New York Bar in 2008 as an attorney, she decided to follow her calling to work with children. She jumped right in and brought a preschool, uh, bought a preschool, excuse me, Kid Works Children's Center. In search of more wisdom, she completed and graduated, from the Conscious Coaching Institute of Dr. Shafali Sab- Sabri. And you've shared with me a bunch about that. And we'll talk about that a little today. And received her Conscious Parenting Method Certification in 2019, prior to which she certified in the Emotion Code, which I've heard a bunch about, Energy Healing Modality by Dr. Bradley Nelson. Gosh, it's, it's a, such a beautiful um, variety of... Of trainings. Her experiences in early childhood development plays a pivotal role in conscious parenting, having observed and worked with hundreds of families and teachers for over a decade. Welcome, Dinica. Hi. Hi. Thank <laughs> you. Thank You're so welcome. Thank you for being here. And I just I just love that when we met, we were so lit up from our conversation that one time. And we had just kind of reached out out of curiosity. I don't even know. Do you remember how we first connected online?
1: We just kind of found each other. Yeah, but it felt like we had known each other for years.
0: It did. It did. And it seemed like we just had so much of the same perspective. It was very validating and very inspiring. And we started dreaming of how we can create projects together. And then it was like, Oh, the winter is coming. Let's just touch base in like a few months. Cause we had so much energy and so much. So my intention today is to be able to share with our community here on awaken life radio, um, ways that they can also stay inspired because, you know, gosh, I've been really feeling that word lately, you know, like we need so much inspiration right now, every day and support to stay inspired Mm -hmm. because it is such a a challenging time. And the children really need us to be inspired because as you know, you know, I'm not a parent I'm an, I did do the training. I'm an auntie. I'm an auntie to a lot of different children and I love children, but I'm not a parent. But as you know, better than I do, you know, children learn from how you are, from your way of being more than what you say. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, so I wanted to get on. So for those of you that are listening, we want to, sh- we want to open up this conversation, um, particularly for those of you who are who are wanting more than just basic rhetoric on consciousness and parenting for those who want to really hear, um, kind of how inside spiritual leaders, I don't mean that with a big ego inside of spiritual leaders or hype. I mean it from talking with people that are, um, particularly my guest today is really experienced in spending years and years on her own spiritual journey as a mother and as a leader for children is well-educated, obviously well-rounded in her trainings and is going to share information from experience, not just another app or another meme to just give you a quick burst, but to really go deep gift yourself the time to really listen and you might even want to take notes today i never even say that on a podcast but because Dinica is so brilliant i just i feel like you may want to take notes and if you need to pause this and grab a pen you know take some notes for some things for you to contemplate as you hear this podcast because it's going to be filled with valuable information and give you a shift in perspective that you've never heard before and how i know that is because we have never had this conversation before and this is the first time and i know that every conversation i have with Dinica is is unique and, and brings great insights. So put on your seatbelt people, because here we go. (laughs) So Dinica, I'm going to just start out with a big question, because this is how I like to open these things up, my dear. So first of all, okay, we're going to, we're going to keep it a little more simple. So it's digestible. So, you know, parents are like, everyone is spiritual, right? Like even if you're, I'm spiritual or I'm emotional, like everyone's emotional and spiritual, every human, right? Has the full diversity of different energetic bodies and energy, right? Absolutely. And um, so when I was younger, I, I really thought that being spiritual is being better because well, I was bypassing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I've come to understand is that being spiritual is actually being um, connected with energy and light and unity consciousness, and that again, everyone is spiritual, and so in that light, I've also seen that parenting is always a spiritual path. Right? It's like you always will see your shit in your face. You're always being tested. How much more patience and love can you have? Um, your children will push all your buttons that you didn't even know you had. Right? right. So, so that said. What makes conscious parenting different than parenting if we can both agree that parenting in itself is a spiritual journey?
1: Wow. Well, first of all, <laughs> that was a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so some wisdom had better come out of me today. <laughs> oh,
0: I have full faith in you, my friend.
1: Um, so I would say the difference really is that we as conscious parents and all of us, again, at different levels of consciousness, not only spirituality, but I think the consciousness um, brings about compassion.
0: Hold on, my love. What does that mean that we're at different levels of consciousness?
1: So meaning non-hierarchical, meaning we can be aware of certain concepts Of conscious parenting conscious living and we can embody that consciousness at a different level meaning one concept of consciousness I have embodied and lived through my heart through an embodiment through pain through suffering another concept I may understand intellectually but I haven't lived it So that Mm -hmm. is a different level of consciousness.
0: Mm, So clear. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for explaining that. No, you're welcome. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So keep going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, and this is the thing, some things I say, I, I kind of assume, right? So you, I'm so glad you can stop me wherever to continue asking.
0: I think it's important to be able to name things because there's a lot of misconception and confusion. And even though we kind of know what we're saying, sometimes we don't. And it it takes in the moment, putting words to it for you to even psychologically understand a concept. And that I think is part of living in a perpetual state of actualization, which is such a blessing really. But I geek out on words. I geek out on words too. So Right.
1: And I, I feel that I think, um, when there is a compassion and an understanding that everyone is on a different path and a different journey and a different level of consciousness, then your ego is not present. You have let go of ego and you have compassion and therefore you are non-judgmental, right, of someone else's experience. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that I whole experience
0: of the whole concept of, of so that's conscious because you're, Conscious and, and you're are you choosing that or it just it just happens?
1: You are choosing it because mm-hmm. you are aware of it.
0: Right, right. 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 You're aware of the difference between judgment and just having compassion for all the different levels of consciousness reflected in various right. people and styles of the I ways think of also being.
1: understanding mm-hmm. that the human in us has had experiences, right? Mm -hmm. And those experiences are what create who we are
0: today. Right. Sounds to me like you're talking about maturity, right? (laughs) emotional maturity, which some people go through and as they get older and some don't, if they don't work through their traumas or family patterns or karmas or some scars and all that.
1: Right. And coming from that, that mindset of it's not happening to me, it's happening for me. So, that emotional maturity of being able to then reflect on mm-hmm. the non victimhood, mm-hmm. but what is the lesson in this for me? And what do I need
0: mm-hmm. to heal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- to me, those are two completely separate and valuable points, but I love how you put that all together. So parenting is leadership. I think we talked about this before. Parenting is leadership and on Awakened Life Radio I just I love getting into how we can stay inspired in leadership. And how do you deal with as somebody who's supporting raising conscious loving children personally and professionally? how do you bridge the gap between teaching children that they get to choose how their experience goes and that life is a blessing? It's for them. And to have, I'm guessing you do this and having compassion for each other. I'm guessing you do this. And then they go home and their parents aren't in that embodied knowledge. Mm -hmm. How do you bridge that gap for them because it's one thing, you know, we just did, we just did the pilot last year for awakened kids. And some of the parents, they had the kids watching the videos and doing the meditations. And I got feedback and some of them were like, they didn't even implement after the one hour class. They were just happy because it's a busy time, whatever, whatever, to just have something to do with their kid for that hour mm-hmm. where they could put them down and they can make dinner on a Tuesday mm-hmm. evening. You know, and it wasn't all integrated. Right. And I know that when I was a kid, I had those few magical teachers that were really different than my parents. Uh Right? And I'm not sure I actually integrated that until I got older.
1: Right. But what impact did those teachers have on you? Huge. Right. And you were able to just distinguish between mm-hmm. your relationship with the teachers who had this huge impact on you and distinguish between your parents and the connection you had with them. Right. So imagine for a child to be able to have that connection with a teacher, whether it's happening at home or not, it's mm-hmm. already impactful because the experience is a lived being experience.
0: Mm-hmm, right, right. And so what you're saying is it's not actually a problem. It's adding to their life absolutely. by having conscious teachers or other examples of loving leaders. Yeah.
1: Right. My Mm. only hope is that parents will get on board, but I have to detach from the attachment of an outcome from parents also. And I can only control me.
0: Yes. And what a beautiful way to stand for somebody, anybody Mm -hmm. really to say, I am holding this intention, this frequency. I'm doing my inner work, but I'm not going to hook into you and enable you or play codependency with you because I know that I feel an integrity to allow you to have your own process, but yet I'm still committed to support as you're ready.
1: Yes because that energy and frequency as you and I both know is felt by others in in your you know in your frequency and through their child they've received that frequency also based on the connection that they have had with their teacher that day for example the energy that they bring home will be very different based on what their experience was that day Mm -hmm. and parents typically find themselves getting on board just automatically through an energetic frequency. So when we can, so for example, me being the owner of the preschool, I energetically bring this vibration to the teachers who also then I'm also aligning with my teachers who are bringing the same frequency. Mm -hmm.
0: So you actually, that's right. So you actually oversee the school and then there's teachers that you train. And then you also work with parents, right?
1: Absolutely, Okay.
0: Okay, keep going.
1: going. So a whole community, right? Because it does take a village. (laughs) Um, I do have an amazing director. But the ones, the people who work in my school, the teachers and the director, are aligned with my frequency, which is why they're working there. Right, right. So you bring in the people who are sharing that frequency, who share it to their children, their children take it home to their parents and everyone in that energy and that frequency Mm -hmm. is vibrating at a different level. And teachers bring this love and connection to the child who feels so connected to themselves. The child needs to feel connection to them. They need to feel connection to the teacher. They Mm -hmm. need to feel connection to the environment. Mm-hmm. That they are in spending most of their day. In. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the leadership comes in all relationships.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. What is it that keeps the parents from integrating the knowledge to the embodiment of the knowledge? Good question. That helps them to stay in the frequencies that you're cultivating in the environment in the school so that they can also maintain those frequencies at home. Meaning what keeps them from that?
1: I would say their own inner work, being comfortable with sitting in the discomfort of suffering because pain is always there. Um, the suffering comes from
0: the pain. Pain is always there. Let's talk about that. Oh, I love this conversation. I wish we were live. because I'd be like, don't y'all love this conversation? Anyway, if you guys (laughs) love this conversation too, definitely go over to Awaken Life Tribe Facebook group because we will be creating a thread on this for sure. So this is so good. Okay, keep going.
1: So pain is always there. we will always confront pain. Our children will always confront pain. It's Mm -hmm. what we choose to do with that pain that then creates the suffering. We can choose to suffer with the pain, or we can choose to not suffer with the pain.
0: Right. Pain is part of the human condition.
1: Absolutely.
0: And then as we learn how to move through pain, suffering becomes optional.
1: Absolutely. Nice. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Inspired um, by you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I need to write that so, down. Um,
1: so I hope someone's taking notes. That
0: <laughs> Take notes and send them over. Oh, no. Yeah. There will be show notes. Don't worry. Okay, good. Yes.
1: Um, so even when our children are going through pain, then we need to look at how does that make us feel? Do we most of the time not want our children to go through pain? So are we reacting to our children or are we responding to our children? Huge difference, mm-hmm. right? So we may react by either eliminating pain altogether in their entire life. We don't ever want them to feel pain. Or we're constantly imposing pain by being dogmatic about things and not allowing them to be their authentic selves because we are in our own pain of
0: fear. Okay, pause there. So we're going to break this down. Mm. So. I love how I love looking at the um, duality of codependent dynamics because they they go back and forth, right? So it's it's a really uh, it's a really helpful way to understand the human condition. What you just explained, but it deserves a little bit of breath because it's so rich. So okay, so you're saying that (laughs) if they're avoiding, if they have this belief that they want to keep their kids from having pain their whole life that will actually create a suffering or, or that will create more pain.
1: Absolutely.
0: And what is a way, and then we'll go into the second part. So, so what is a way that parents try to prevent their kids from having pain, which is so, I just want to name that it's so instinctive, Yes. Right. Well until you move through and oh they have their own life, <laughs> which is one of I think one of the biggest lessons of mommyhood, which parenthood, which I experience as a healer, you know, like some a lot of those mommy lessons, like I set them free, you know. But anyway, so but let's take it a step back. Yeah. So what is that? How do they do that?
1: Okay. So your question is
0: how do they perpetuate Like, how do parents, what are examples of actual ways that parents try to prevent their kids from having pain? Okay.
1: Um, So let's say an example, let me give you an example of um, a child playing with friends, having a group of friends. And their child not being accepted by this group of friends and therefore you as the parent don't want them to feel the suffering so you end up calling the parents and saying hey guess what they're leaving my child out I think you should right? I think you need to speak to your children and make sure they're including my child a very common right example that happens maybe with with teenagers even when they're going through the the dynamic of friendship which is a very Uh, normal kind, it's developmentally something that does happen where you go through the periods of friendship Mm -hmm. and stages of friendships. Now, a parent who is conscious will instead do their own work first as to why does this bother me so much, first of all. So it's very deep.
0: Very deep. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So
1: I, I could not give two parents with the same issue, I could not give them a bullet point and say, say this to your child and use, and say this, use the same bullet point, resolve.
0: Because you want to be able to get to what particular is arising, particularly is arising for that parent at that time. Yes. Right. So,
1: and your response will be very different based on your own experience in your childhood. Right. Right. So, right. one parent's childhood um, may have been that they were excluded from a group of friends and therefore that brings up and stirs up so much more in them. So when they are reacting, they're not responding because there's no awareness of their own hurt. So their reaction is coming from their own hurt. And a lot of the time, if we slow down and we look at where our suffering is, in order to protect our children, then we will know and see, we Mm -hmm. become awakened Mm -hmm. to seeing our own pain. Right. When we have healed our own wound in that, Mm -hmm. and we have held our inner child and said, you're okay, I'm here Mm -hmm. for you, as the loving wise adult self, Mm -hmm. then your response to your teenage child who is going through that will be very different. Cleaner. Clean, with clarity, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm, and we'll clear. be able mm-hmm. to voice and articulate the resolve and be there compassionately and wholly and in presence.
0: Right, and if not, the, the cost is what for the child? If you're not doing that work, if you're what's not the cost for the child?
1: Right, the cost is that they, uh, someone is always there resolving their problems. There's no problem-solving
0: skills. If they don't see you making new choices or experience you and also they also, wouldn't they also, <laughs> this is not from personal experience, just kidding. It is, <laughs> um, um, wouldn't they also, I know there's a missing step, but the guidance that I'm getting is think that they're responsible. For their parents' response to things in a way, if like there's like a there's a hook in there, right, with the parent, like or or a blame or something. If it's not resolved through energetically, then there's there's one an unmet need,
1: yeah,
0: and there's there's a a, a dysfunctional attachment style, yes. Right with the parent, yeah. where the child is um, just not feeling supported or matter, or g- like the like the, just kind of there's a there's like a, a what's what, what's the word? It's like a um, this is not in a book or anything, this is just my own word. It's like a short to the system, it's like the inner, it's like it, it can't it's not diffused. There's this unresolved piece that the child has to carry of, say, for the example of being part of a, you know, not being accepted, the the mother or father can't fix it or help them. They don't know how to move through it. They don't feel seen by the friend group and their parents can't see them or help them or truly understand them on an energetic level. And if they say they can mentally, the child in their, in their frequency has a knowing of the difference in their, in their subtle awareness has a, you know, knows the difference in the vibration rather of the parent. And then if you just have experience after experience that validates that they're, they're not, you know, supported or seen in like feeling included, then it continues to play out in how they create all the relationships in their life.
1: Right. So then we have taken away their ability to judge friendships and judge Mm. people. So we've just taken away their own resilience. To have discernment in relationships? Discernment, yes. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. the better word. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And to make their own decisions. For example, I am not being accepted by this group of people. Maybe I need to find another friend to be with maybe this is not a healthy relationship to be in whereas Mm. if a parent is stepping in to make the other people accept her then we have just created a very unhealthy relationship right because well
0: it's not going to be an integrity because they're gonna it's kind of like when I was working with the kids last year when we work on, work on a lot of different themes, boundaries and gratitude and feeling body and compassion and different things. and they, <laughs> I, was, I was talking with some friends this week about this, this keep coming up this week. anyway. And it was about the way that children are taught. Gratitude usually say, thank you. Thank you. Yes. And it's completely detached. Yes. And with oh, awaken Kids, we gone? started. Oh, Sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah, a, a way to manipulate right so I
0: started playing with them with it in the pilot, you know, like, okay, guys, like, what's the difference between thank you and like, thank you like, wow, I get to have this I get to do this, you know, and, and like, just, I mean, most of it with the kids is like drop into your body drop into your body drop into your heart drop into your body like we did pre recording you and I you led me in a beautiful grounding meditation just dropping and dropping and dropping in, dropping in. But there's a, there's a lack of, inte- and we just accept, oh, the kids said, thank you. What am I going to do about them, right? But in that way, there's a perpetuation of a lack of integrity between like what you started out with between information and actually embodying that knowledge. Yeah. And now we're just talking about half of the codependent story here when the parent is enabling through um, pretending that they can take action to prevent their child from being in pain because of a lack of ability. Not ability, but maybe training, experience, support. In my studies of like Vedanta and yoga, and in my lineage, we understand these as samskaras, right? Do you use that word? Samsara. Samsara. Samsara and samskara. Samskaras are are like the actual imprints, like samsara is the suffering and samskara. Right, okay. Samskaras are like the karmic imprints, right? And we can feel them in the body when issues come up and we just don't feel right about it. And there's like that tension in the organs, yes. you know? And then when you do the embodied like clearing and healing, you transmute those Um, Patterns of circuits, right? Which is work you do and work I do, where we help to clear that. So, like what you're saying, an example, what you know, based on the example you just gave, if a parent does her own, his own work to realize that they've been holding a story of not being included Mm -hmm. and they move through that patterning, whatever, through meditation or ceremony and through being coached through it. And doing practices to do ritual ceremony to do that, that they are then able to be a stand for their child, right?
1: Absolutely, yes. And And repattern
0: and to support them Mm repatterning. And now, what is that way? So, if that parent does that, then what is that way? What does that look like Mm -hmm. when that parent is showing up with that clarity frequency? Right for that child? What is possible then for that child now that they are not avoiding the pain of the relationship dynamics and community? What, And I'm asking you to like kind of share with us so that we can hold that template in our awareness of what happens in conscious parenting.
1: Right. And the importance of this work is that when the parent has done their own clearing and they approach their child with clarity, they are allowing the child to feel. And a lot of the time, we repress emotions and feeling because we want to distract from it. Again, we get back to the point of we don't want them to feel the pain. Right. So so depression, where does depression come from? And Dr. Gabor Mate talks about this a lot is We depress feelings and emotions, that is depression. Mm. So all we're doing is exacerbating anxiety, depression, incompetence, incompetence Mm. to resolve your own issues, your own relationships. So when we have the resolve in ourselves and we have the clarity and connection and deep, um, deep healing, of our own selves, then we do. We come to our child without fear of an outcome. We are there in presence, and we are mm-hmm. solid
0: in presence. Yeah,
1: in yeah. presence, and yeah. so our child can actually depend. They actually use our nervous system to regulate themselves. Say so that again.
0: Have, Say that again twice, so, please. Sure.
1: <laughs> our children, yeah, r- regulate themselves.
0: Mm-hmm
1: by borrowing our own nervous system.
0: Amazing, amazing, because we're always imprinting and being imprinted on. It's you yeah. can't avoid that.
1: You can't avoid it. Right. So, and they do that till the age of 25. Who right. would have thought? So, if right. we are dysregulated, then all we're doing is imprinting that dysregulation onto our children. Right. When we are regulated, we give them no matter how dysregulated they are, they eventually they have that regulation, that thermostat, so to speak. Right. To then learn how to regulate, to feel their emotions and not fear the discomfort in feeling. Okay. Right,
0: right. That was a big, interesting thing that we learned from Awakened Kids as well. And that it's still, I mean, it's a downloadable course. Now it's still there, but it's something that. I was surprised when I ran it the first time to see how 50% of our work was just supporting the children to express their feelings and their needs. Like how big that was, and how big that is, and how safe it is. So, before we get into the other codependent pattern, I just want to name that this is such a beautiful. Crazy journey. That's why the subtitle for Awaken Life Radio is "Being a How to Be a What Is It," <laughs> it's, um, being a spiritual being, having human experience in a world gone mad. Because it's because it is. It's we've gone mad because we've gotten so disconnected from the fundamental patternings that make up our world through being in the, as the Eastern mystics put this, you know, in an age of Maya, in the age of illusion and the Maya is thinking that the physical creates the physical and the physical is all there is. And so when we start talking, it's, it get into these deeper aspects of how we relate it gives us literally a shift in perception to be able to look at the, the inner play, the interplay between families and communities. And with that awareness, we start to somehow have the freedom to simplify how we navigate through conflict by working with our energy you know, and like you and I were talking earlier, it's, it's a process, right? And a lot of people that I train are, you know, healers or now people are coming online and there's this old school way of marketing that says, I've made it through all of this. And now I can take you through this, you know, and it's just not authentic. So I just want to name, this is a process, Raising a new generation of compassionate children in a world where there is so much fear and anxiety and confusion is a process. And it requires being in Sangha, being in community with other people who you feel seen by, loved, by, supported, by, understood, by, cared for. And as you do that, it will build your chi, it'll build your energy and help you to be able to be that stand for others too. So this is not something that you're supposed to do alone. That is a colonized thought for the colonized and the colonizers. We're all affected by colonization. That is a colonized thought to think I have to do it myself to fit, to do my inner work myself. So if y'all who are listening have this sense like, Oh God, how do I, be that perfect parent. It's not like that. It's a process. And it's something that you can get support for. You can reach out to Dinica and, and connect about conscious parenting and find out how to be you know, the next um, um, version of yourself and heal whatever is arising at any given time. So I just want to name that. So let's talk about The other codependent pattern where the first one was where parents are having their children avoid pain. Mm -hmm. And then the other side is what?
1: Is that we are imposing rules and being extremely dogmatic with rules so that our children don't experience it also. The end result is also Mm. that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that the other side? I mean, I called it the other side, but, or is that an expression of having your child avoid pain? Trying to have your child avoid pain? Is that, a, I think that's actually, I, I yeah. think I misread it because okay. it's actually, because I, I try to categorize things to understand them, but not. Right. So, more what, when we overly control, so that our children stay safe and we feel safe and we, we feel in control, which gosh is so deeply ingrained in us. Yes. <laughs> From planning and managing your day to your business. <laughs> I'm laughing because there's been so much unwinding in our communities the last couple of years that we we feel less and less. I feel less in control, more committed, but less in control than I ever did. Right, But that, that is actually a strategy to avoid pain.
1: Absolutely. Right, okay. And all of these are typically strategies. It is the wall that we put up. It's the defense mechanism. Our coping mechanism is to be controlling with our children so that they don't have to feel that pain.
0: Right, and what's the cost? What happens?
1: What happens is that a child is dependent becomes dependent. The child has no experience of emotions of feelings. And then the I, I really do feel that this is the, the biggest trap is, like I said before, that we don't allow the feelings because we've judged being sad, feeling rejected, being angry as negative emotions.
0: Right, right. Oh, oh God, the word negative emotion. Oh. Right.
1: And right. they're not. Right. They are emotions. They just are. And so when we disguise mm-hmm. and and distract or avoid,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then what's the message? We don't have to tell our child that. They feel that. We've given them that message.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm.
1: That it's not okay to feel sad.
0: And they have to control their emotions and depress it, stuff it down. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And especially in those teenage years, mm-hmm. that's when they need the connection. It's not that teenagers are difficult. They're really Mm. not. If we had a different outlook Mm. on their experience in life and what they are going through physically and mentally and culturally and socially with technology as well and all the stress and pressure they feel from institutions, from authority. Right. We can come from a different place of compassion And they can feel heard, they can feel seen, right? They can feel loved.
0: Yeah. I can see the difference between children. I'm thinking of somebody that I know um a 20 in his early 20s when I lived, um, when I was still in the West Coast, this family that I knew who was really, really close with their kids. Like they did everything with their kids so much that other people would be like, God, they're kind of all like, why they always hang out all the time, you know? But they just They enjoyed being together. They made beautiful life and gardens and they were so close. And this child was such a respectful, free, they didn't try to restrict him, you know, and other people be like, oh, is that the house where people can do whatever they want? You know, maybe, maybe not. But they, you know, they really allowed him to be himself and I could see the difference in young adults who have a really strong, healthy bond with their parents and those who don't. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're really respectful people and not resentful right. as much. Now their parents were healers. I mean, they're both acupuncturists and you know, they were healers. So that's a unique situation. But a lot of kids whose parents are healers, they have opposite experience. Like they just doesn't mean that they're necessarily available for them or that, you know, that they develop those healthy, strong bonds.
1: And when you say respectful, Narayani, I want to really focus on respectful being a sincere, genuine respect.
0: Right. Yes, exactly. Right.
1: When you said that, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Because it's heartfelt.
0: Well, it, you're children,
1: right. right? Mm-hmm. Because there is respect that is out of fear.
0: Well, it's kind of like how at the school we talk about responsibility. Responsibility is yours to define and to commit to and is tied in with your own sense of self-integrity. So when you take full responsibility for yourself, it's not about answering to an authority against your will. When you clear, but first we do a lot of clearing of the emotional patterns that are disharmonious you know, I like to say "disharmonious" instead of "negative," because they, there is like uh, 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 there is a um, there is frequency, right? So they they're, they're kind of out of they're not they're not harmonious. That's, that's it. Um, and then we work with the heart, and then we work with teaching them to clear and let go their feelings to move through, and to clear their energy body. Then we work with third eye, where they start to open up to uh, spirituality. And embodying um, clarity with clear lower chakra energy. And then they take higher self responsibility. So it's like there, there are developmental stages in consciousness and in embodied awakening that if we don't move through, we will bypass. We will not be in integrity. We will not feel sincere. We, we will have that disconnection between information and experience. So I, I really appreciate that you mentioned that part about control because I, what I've come to understand, like we, I learned this when I learned remote energy healing from my mentor, which is that when we're doing energy clearing and healing, we're either working to we're working on two different dynamics. We're working on either being controlling or being controlled. So either you're in a pattern, this is just for the sake of understanding, there's definitely a spectrum, but there is a stronger one. Either you walk around life if you haven't worked through those deep childhood wounds of not feeling enough validated love seen met, of feeling victimized by life. Or you're trying to, your energy's either out on others or others' energy is on you. Right. Those are the two dynamics. Either your energy is out on other people because you're trying to control your environment. So you feel safe or you're victimized because the world is on you when you can't breathe, speak, express. Right. Right. So, and we understand those as the, we understand the pure intention behind those codependent patterns to be a desire for safety. Right. So the control dynamic, control victim, controller, I don't know. What's the victim triangle? Controller, victim, saboteur. Anyway, right. So there's, it's actually kind of simple once you start to understand how humans play out codependency, what your pattern is. Can you speak about how you work with parents to dismantle some of those patterns of, um, control and fear in themselves as a, a strategy for helping the child feel seen, met and loved and supported.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There are several methods depending on the situation, depending on the parent. Um, it's just something that intuitively I would know to work on. So one of them is through the emotion code energy healing, right? Because we may react to something in one way because there is a deep-rooted trapped emotion, one situation that makes us react in a certain way with several situations. So I get to the root core by asking the subconscious, what is a trapped emotion? How old were you? Is it prenatal? Because also in utero, we trap our mothers, right, from the womb, um, those trapped emotions. Are they inherited trapped emotions so those are the ways that i can tap into the subconscious to find out we bring awareness to it and we release it i release it through the power of intention through my magnet down the governing meridian so that's through the energy healing modality through the emotion code the other way that we do that is through compassionate inquiry and this is garbo mate's work that i've been trained in also Um, is to again dig deep into why, what is the feeling that is coming up for you in this situation with your child? And when was it familiar? So this is the questioning, the pattern that I follow. We go deep and by having an awareness of it, we have brought it to consciousness. So my analogy is kind of like you you give the emotion, Life, in order for there to be death, the duality of life and death, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that is how we resolve the root cause. Because otherwise, yeah. we're just dealing with the top, superficial layers of how tos.
0: Right, like, uh, let me call the parents and tell them to be nice to you. Right, right, That's or true. just you know, do your homework and get your good grades and fit into this box, and then everything will be all right. Society right. will accept you, and you'll be liked, and
1: Right. One and, day,
0: and, one day you'll achieve a goal and then you'll right. be happy.
1: And then it's basically you are bringing up a mold of a child. Mm. Right? And
0: boring.
1: Boring. <laughs> and also, then, what are we doing in our adult life? We're trying to break that mold right now. I mean, a lot of us who are going through the awakening process. Mm-hmm. And half the time, you know, we will say, oh my gosh, I had a great childhood. I really thought I, I did, and I did. Mm-hmm. But there's so much learning and trauma that is trapped that I wouldn't have even thought was trauma.
0: Well, I mean, my mentor refers to that as the human condition. There's no getting out of it unless you get out of it. Right. But um, it's part of why we're here.
1: Right. So the work I do is to, number one, recognize what our beliefs are, what our patterns are. That is my first module. The next module is releasing those beliefs and those patterns, why they even exist. Where did they come from? The third is to then relearn and reconnect to the self. That's Mm -hmm. the process in which I take.
0: So similar in my work. This is why we can, it's so similar. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a different order, but barely it's really, it's really beautiful work. Well, we're going to do a lot of cool stuff. I know it. It's, it's so good to talk with you. Um, how can our people continue to um, learn from you? How can our people follow up with you and where can they find you in the digital space? In the
1: digital space, many areas. So mm-hmm. um, number one would be the website, um, theparentingevolution.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a free Facebook group where i do trainings weekly Mm -hmm. um and so you can join the questions you have to answer because of course i want you know i would love a community of
0: Mm -hmm. like mindedness yep Um, and what what's the facebook group
1: so the facebook group is called conscious parenting with dinuka Mm -hmm. dot 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 a deep dive (laughs) okay um and what else then i have instagram as dinuka ranasingha okay and LinkedIn.
0: Okay, awesome. So you can find you can her. 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 You yes. find her. Yes, find her. Thank you so much. It's such a juicy conversation. I can't wait to keep it moving with you in all these other ways. And I appreciate you taking the time today.
1: Thank you so
0: much. Thank you. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, and I sure hope you did, You can listen to Awakened Life Radio wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. To join the conversation, hop on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Awakened Life Tribe. You can join us there and share any thoughts, feelings, insights, or questions that you have from listening to Awakened Life Radio, and we can interact and connect more. Also, if you are interested in supporting your children in meditation and mindfulness, whether you're a parent or a teacher, or just know some children that would benefit from meditation and mindfulness practice, feel free to grab the Awakened Kids Home Study course. I will link the link in the show notes for you below, and you can check it out there. Thanks so much. Namaste.